Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hi, it's Andy here with another Beacon. Um, one of the amazing things of this strange year has been the way in which people have responded to it. I remember well speaking with Jamie way back in March about how we could keep connected with people when the entire shutdown of civilization as we knew it was upon us. The idea to do these beacons came quickly and confidently. Why don't we produce a 10 minute word of encouragement based on our understanding of the Christian faith we believe in? It was a brave move in a lot of ways. As a church, we were still only just over a year into our new beginnings, establishing our thinking and zoning in on the di- our direction and calling. So to ask a small team of individuals to undertake the commitment of producing a mini-sermon and recording it on time to a strict rotor was going to take a lot of effort and time. Nine months later, we've now passed the 200 mark. That is 200 individually stylized efforts containing personal stories, honest evaluations, scholarly teaching, heart-searching and soul-bearing thoughts. We've raised questions, we've set out to give answers and we've pressed on to keep our family connected. Little did we know that this collection of effort would have the capability of reaching out further than we have ever anticipated. We got the news this week that the beacons have been accessed Drum roll, please. Half a million times. Yes, you heard that correctly. Half a million times. Now that is quite simply staggering. I cannot think of any way that we could have accessed these kind of numbers by doing what we've always done. But actually, this is God's way of making his name known and it follows the same patterns we see in the Bible. It shouldn't be a surprise to us. The modus operandi, that's method of operation, can be seen all the way through God's word. We were never, ever meant to keep a lid on it. When God created Adam and Eve, he gave them a task. Now we tend to focus on their lack of ability to follow a simple instruction and to not eat from the tree of knowledge. However, in other instructions, they got it right. Let's have a look at what God asked two people to do. Genesis 1 verse 28 says, Then God blessed them, that's Adam and Eve, and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Take a small number, two, and from that number multiply and fill the earth. Now today we have some who say that the world is overpopulated and birth rates need controlling and this is used as an excuse to do the opposite of God's instruction as they bring murder and destruction instead of life and blessing. Now the world got so bad at the time of Noah, only a few chapters into Genesis, that God started again with a small number. This time it was eight. Noah and wife, their three sons, and their wives. But the instruction remained the same. First to the animals that had been rescued, Genesis 8 verse 15, then God said to Noah, leave the boat all of you, you and your wife and your sons and their wives, release all of the animals, the birds, the livestock and the small animals that scurry along the ground so that they can be fruitful 
and multiply throughout the earth. And then God turns his attention to Noah and his family. And in Genesis 9 verse 2 says, Then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. Now we see this reoccurring theme over and over again in the Bible. We were never meant to keep a lid on it. Now I noticed something else I was reading these accounts in Genesis. The word Genesis itself just means beginnings. And what we are reading is the story of how everything began. And just in case we miss it, God keeps putting down markers for us to read. How about this one that closes chapter 10? Chapter 10, verse 32. These are the clans that descended from Noah's sons, arranged by nation according to their lines of descent. All the nations of the earth descended from these clans after the great flood. Now the book of Genesis itself falls into two halves. The first half deals with a global view of how the earth was formed and populated. And the second half zooms in on how God gives promises to individuals, which will result in a saviour, Jesus, being born to a family line, that of Abraham. Now it's fascinating to see how God closes off the global view with such a grand statement that we often miss. Every nation, that is all of human mankind, has its root back to eight people. Noah, his wife, their three sons and their wives. It's also quite worrying to see how quickly mankind forgets what God has provided and done for them. We were not designed to keep a lid on it, but somehow we do. God is the author and creator of all things, and yet very few hold to the biblical truths nowadays. We firmly put a lid on it. The BBC commissioned a series a few years back called The Incredible Human Journey, which followed Dr Alice Roberts around the globe, tracing the ancestral origins of the world's tribal groups. It was fascinating stuff, and over the six episodes we were treated to the startling admission that all of the world's population and diverse people groups stemmed from a very small number, a handful and less than 10,000 years ago. Um, hang on a minute. A BBC factual series about the world we live in, admitting that the whole population on Earth derived from a handful of humans only a short time ago, without any mention of millions and millions of years. I remember watching the conclusion of episode 6 on the edge of my seat, were evolutionists who openly deny Creator God about to agree with the Bible. After all, we've discovered that God's conclusion was that all mankind came from eight people. Unfortunately, at the end of the episode, without any qualifying data or evidence, we simply had the lid firmly slammed down, with the revelation that this handful of humans, which populated the entire globe, managed to escape from Africa where we had happily existed without ever wondering what was beyond the Nile for millions and millions of years. Well, I guess Africa must have been pretty densely populated after all that time and mankind was beginning to need a little elbow room. 
how sad that we seem programmed to keep a lid on the truth, even if the evidence points one way. If you get the chance to see the series sometime, give it a watch. It is completely in tune with the Bible narrative until about 10 minutes from the end of the last episode. That's nearly six hours of amazing truth and 10 minutes of unexplained, unsupported speculation. Now, as I write this, I'm having a new roof put on my house, having a new lid put on, if you will. And this makes me think that sometimes we need to keep a lid on. Or does it? The roof over my head serves to keep me secure and warm, to keep the energy and heat in. It's simply having a lid on the walls that makes my house secure from the elements and allows me to store valuable stuff now that I have the security of my dwelling. If anything, having a, having a lid on makes me introverted and protective of what I own and have. I notice it in the book of Acts later in the Bible. The believers remain nice and secure in Jerusalem instead of doing what they've been asked to do, to go out into all the world and make disciples of all men. Now it's only when persecution comes upon the believers that they scatter from Jerusalem and eventually end up taking the gospel, the truth of Jesus being the Messiah, into the surrounding areas and then finally out into the known world. Do you see the pattern emerging again? Jesus took 12 followers, showed them the truth, and then tasked them to not keep a lid on it. And I'm thankful they didn't, because today the church owes its existence to the small number being fruitful and filling the earth. Our job is simply to do the same. The current pandemic and lockdown restrictions should have stopped the good news going out, and maybe that is what the powers of this world wanted. But half a million accesses to the beacons tells an altogether different story. Sometimes you just can't keep a lid on it. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.